0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Radio Podcast Episode 17.
1: It's our last sweet, innocent episode. What? Well, next is Episode 18. We'll have come of age. We'll be of majority and probably required to vote. Uh,
0: since when have we ever been sweet or innocent? The last time was Marmighty Episode 4. What?
1: You stop me talking about roads.
0: Yeah, we're going
1: to just move on. You need roads for that. No, Rob. (laughs) Um... Moving on. Yeah. Main Stories. Candidate roundup. Yeehaw! Uh
0: Well, most of the delegates have voted, and the speeches
1: have all been made. America, these are your 2016 presidential candidates.
0: You, you can stop with the announcer voice. We're we're working on the article.
1: Sorry, uh, I mean sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, we are here to give you the rundown from the far left greenies to the far right libertarians of who you guys can throw your support behind in the great
1: Race to the White House! Yeah. 2016. Sorry. So sorry.
0: You're not sorry. Don't even say it. <laughs> um, we're going to try our best to stay neutral here, but. Um, That might be a little bit hard. And since this is our podcast, we can do what we want.
1: Just be assured that um, we will not be endorsing um, the crunchy Cheeto dick one. (laughs)
0: Um, What we will do is uh, put all the links for the parties up on our website. They'll be in the show notes for episode 17. Um, So that way it'll be everything in one place, easy for you guys to find stuff. If you want to do more research on your own, um, but we're here to try and help you guys out. Our website is www.radio-podcast.net. Um, and if you didn't get a pen and paper to write it down now, we will give you all that information again at the end.
1: So, Or you can just pause and rewind us a little bit or, you know, any of the usual.
0: This isn't live. They're no, not listening to us right now. Th-
1: this is not real live.
0: It's good. This is a mess.
1: (laughs) You're telling me, kid.
0: (laughs) All right. Now you can use your announcer voice again.
1: Cool. I've been waiting for this. All right. Green Party. Dr. Jill Stein and no running mate selected.
0: (laughs) Uh, So the Green Party is committed to environmentalism, nonviolence, social justice, and grassroots organizing.
1: Uh, they're doomed to failure just like the rest of the planet.
0: Yeah, well, uh, the Greens are dedicated to, quote, renewing democracy without the support of corporate donors. Um,
1: They'll need money to make that happen.
0: Yeah. Uh, Dr. Stein has been chosen to be this year's candidate, as she was. <laughs> I feel like
1: it should be Dr. Stein.
0: This <laughs> is not a Mel Brooks movie.
1: <laughs> it feels like it this year. Come on. Are you kidding
0: me? Uh, so Dr. Stein has been chosen Stein. As this year's candidate. No! <laughs> As she was in the 2012 election cycle. Um, She hasn't picked a running mate yet, but their national convention isn't until August 4th through 7th in Houston. So look out, Texas. They're coming for your kale.
1: Icebergs. They're not just for lettuce, man.
0: (laughs) If you would like to get some more information about the Green Party, you can visit their website at www.gp.org. Democrats.
1: Democrats. Hillary Clinton and Tom Kane. No. What would you prefer? Democrats, Hillary Clinton and Tim Kane. Oh, it's Tim Kane. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would prefer uh,
0: you to
1: say his name uh,
0: right. There's uh, a whole
1: part about that at the end. I uh, yeah, I was going all trumpian on I have no idea who he is. Democrats, Hillary Clinton and Tim Kane. Wait a minute. That's Democrats, Hillary Clinton and Tim the destroyer Kane. Oh. I'm not even going to bother editing it
0: <laughs> You guys don't even know <laughs> oh. Alright, well, I, I feel like it's safe to say in case you haven't noticed, dear listeners that uh, we are both of the big D democratic leanings
1: uh, uh, Point of note um, I'm not technically a citizen permanent resident alien yada 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 It's the Jehol john oliver shtick um so while i can't vote uh, american politics has shoved its nose so far up the ass of other countries politics i don't want to say the rest of that line anyway here i'm doing my bit so um yay democracy
0: <laughs> um But I've been a registered Democrat for the last 19 years, which is as long as I've been allowed to vote. Um, And as someone who grew up in the 90s, I am very well acquainted with uh, HRC, former first lady, former senator, former secretary of state, and uh, just all around most qualified candidate to run ever. Uh, But what about this Tim Kaine guy?
1: Oh, she's picked the safe choice. So, um, hey, registered Democrat lady. Explain to us why Tim Kaine is more than just a safe choice.
0: You got that announcer voice on and you just don't want to take it off, do you?
1: No, this is the voice that works for me. This is my voice for 2016. I'm so sorry, everyone. (laughs) Me too. My throat (laughs) hurts. (laughs) keep it together i don't want to have to add too much of the blank space out. all
0: right well uh, all that aside tim Kaine was the uh lieutenant governor and then the governor for the great swing state of virginia Uh, They have a one-term term term limit for the positioner of governor, so he was uh, pretty well maxed out on his governoring there. So he went on to be the freshman senator for Virginia, which is his job right now.
1: And although Tim, the destroyer, Kane is more socially conservative in his personal life, uh, he promotes a socially progressive political agenda. So basically, let people do what they want to do in their bedrooms with their bodies. It's a novel idea. Fuck who you want, how you want, when you want.
0: And like a proper politician, he keeps his personal life and his constituents' priorities separate. It's it's crazy. Um, His wife is from a very political family as well of Republicans. She is a Democrat personally and actually just resigned from her own position as the Virginia Secretary of Education to be by his side. Um, I do want to be clear that we are speaking of Tim Kaine. Thank you. (laughs) The former governor for Virginia.
1: Virginia. (laughs)
0: We are not talking of
1: Tom
0: Kaine the former governor of New Jersey in the 1980s. Uh, apparently.
1: He's been confused by um old crunchy Cheeto dick himself.
0: Yeah, there's been some, you know, confusion at press conferences of late. So uh, we just want to make sure everyone's on the same page here.
1: Republicans. Herr Drumpf und Mike Pence.
0: <laughs> well, uh, Yeah. So, next we have, improbably, uh, the Donald Trump. And, uh, yeah, apparently it's the real thing now.
1: And Mike Pence, current governor in Indiana. I'm not doing that anymore. Uh, If there's one good thing about being Trump's running mate, it's um, you're not Trump. Um, Other than that, being given control of the country if he's elected. Because, sure as shit, Trump doesn't really want to be... Present. he doesn't want to be bothered with the the day-to-day management we've seen that with company after company he's run Uh, he may be on the the ticket but um it's kind of like bush cheney you got trump up front in the the role of bush and then you got pence as the cheney-esque figure ugh
0: well, the, the one good thing, at least for the state of Indiana, is that by being Trump's running mate, he is no longer even on the ticket to be the governor for this upcoming uh, re-election. Um, so I guess some of this stuff that has uh, gone on in his current gubernatorial reign uh apparently he's a a big fan of regulating all kinds of things that he uh, has kind of no right to be involved with stark contrast to uh, Tim Kaine. Like we talked about previously, he, he likes telling women what they should do with their own bodies. He likes sticking his nose in to what's going on in your bedroom with who you're sleeping with. And, uh, you know, uh, wants to make sure he's, Telling people where to go to the bathroom.
1: I understand that his add-on Craigslist during the RNC was very popular in the M2M section. (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly.
0: Uh he he also thinks that everyone should carry a gun at all times that open carry is fine. Uh he's for granting reciprocal rights to people who have concealed carry in their own states no matter how different those actual laws are from the laws in the state of Indiana.
1: I think we'd be safer with open containers in cars more than we're safer with open carry. Yeah. But, a- yeah. Uh-huh. Uh but you know, like all good establishment uh, is it really establishment? Tea Party Republicans that joyous bunch um, and, <laughs> uh, and one of the actual founders of the movement uh, Gov Pence uh, originally through his support by the, the man the myth the Cuban Canadian Teddy the heavyweight crew. So, um, yeah, he's real good to pick and winners. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, we can only hope.
0: <laughs> um, before he was a governor, uh, he did 12 years in the uh, House Penet- of Representatives. Penet- <laughs> 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 he did 12 years in the uh, House of Representatives. Um, and he, you know, was a big supporter of all the things that a career conservative should be. He repealed Obamacare every chance he could. He was all for less regulation of any environmental issue because it could potentially hurt business. Um, and he even gave our other orange friend John Boehner a run for his money as the Speaker of the House back in 20 I'm sorry, 2006.
1: So bottom line, he's an open-carry asshole. He,
0: well, yeah. And, you know, he's he's a super fan of, uh, of the gays and of the women. Just in case Trump might have made any inroads there, he had to make sure he picked Mike Pence to slam the door shut.
1: Uh-huh. Because um, there's nothing like getting something caught in the closet door being slammed shut. Yeah. Probably those little fingers... <laughs> Little stubby fingers. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> they they just make everything else feel big. <laughs> just like in Deadpool. Uh-huh, exactly like in that, but without the style and class.
0: <laughs> There's no <laughs> unicorns allowed in the
1: Republican ticket. T- t- <laughs> <laughs> no because that's far too much like a rainbow and we all know how we feel about rainbows don't we boys and girls because republicans abhor nature and science because rainbows are a gift from god about no more floods as opposed to being the refraction of light through water droplets in the atmosphere sorry spoiler alert science you <laughs> uh, I don't want to talk about those two anymore, any, ever, ideally ever. Ideally. Ideally ever. I, I... The, the movie Idiocracy is a better view of our future than those two clowns anywhere near any position of authority, particularly old crunchy Cheeto dick dude. Libertarians, Gary Johnson and Bill Weld. You have to say it again, but you have to use your announcer voice. Okay. Announcer voice, switch on. Libertarians, Gary Johnson and Bill Weld. the best damn introduction they will ever receive (laughs) libertarians believe in the
0: rights of the individual above all else to live and let live
1: and have no government oversight infringing on the rights of the people which sounds fine in principle until you realize what a colossal enema that would be on society. I mean, you'd have absolutely no oversight. These guys want to repeal the EPA and all the rest of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh Mm -hmm. So um, fracking right underneath you, it pollutes your water. Well, that's your problem, not mine. I polluted it, but fuck you. Yeah. Sorry again, Johnson. Go swivel. (laughs) Bye bye.
0: Well, this year, uh, just like 2012, Gary Johnson is the libertarian presidential candidate.
1: And before that,
0: he was the former governor of New Mexico from uh, 95 to 2003. And
1: his running mate, Bill Weld, is the former governor of Massachusetts. Um, You'd think they'd know better. (laughs) Uh, Although they had Mitt Romney, so... Yeah, sorry. Um, I I just crushed my own argument there. They don't know better.
0: (laughs) Well, we're going to let you... You are good listeners. Decide uh, if you'd like more information about the Libertarian Party. You can How go other to their.
1: Can screw you.
0: <laughs> but it, you have no repercussions because it's all about the individual. Uh-huh. So, you can go to their website at www.lp.org.
1: And that's nothing to do with vinyl for you old school hipsters out there. <laughs> Keep the needle in the groove, fellas. Keep the needle in the groove. Bernie or Bust? Why? Okay. Uh, Personal note, I have to say that um, I've been impressed by Bernie Sanders since I first became aware of him many years ago, long prior to this campaign. Uh, He's always struck me as being on top of the and in Ready, Command of the Facts and Figures, he backs up his points. He knows what he's talking about. It's not a simple position on something. It's a position on something because of something else.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, was a, I voted for Bernie in the primaries. I um, absolutely supported him. And I absolutely will vote for Hillary Clinton in the elections coming up. But there's a lot of um, other people who don't agree with me. There's a lot of uh, people who are in this Bernie or bust camp. Yeah,
1: there's – and I understand the frustration. Part of it is because their candidate, Bernie, uh, brought out – a level of emotion and enthusiasm that was really not evident to the same degree, I think, in any of the other candidates. And a lot of them feel that the DNC have cheated them out of him being the nominee. And now with some of the speeches that are being made, I was a little surprised by Sarah Silverman's, but it all had the, uh, the feeling of, Mommy is here, so sit down and shut up. Yeah, I... Um...
0: So I think the, the overall theme of the, the DNC is trying to repair the Fractured Party right now. And um, I think for the most part, um, it's working. I think right now there's a vocal minority of Bernie Sanders supporters who are yelling very loudly Uh, Bernie or bust and um, they I've seen a lot of support um, of theirs being thrown behind Jill Stein I've seen and and I don't quite understand this that they are going to vote for Donald Trump and I think this is all stuff that that,
1: that, there is a a school as well of Trump supporters who were equally behind Bernie it was The independent, uh, if not self-funded in Bernie's case, it was small donor, it was grassroots support, it was not part of the establishment, and there was a definite um, cognitive dissonance swing between those two camps of seeing Trump and Sanders in a similar light, although the two are uh, are back-to-back. And facing in entirely different directions. They were both lit in these people's minds by the same spotlight. Mm-hmm. I can do imagery.
0: You're so fancy. I Yeah. yeah and and I see that. Um, I just. Part of me says, OK, Bernie Sanders has come out and said, look, I support Hillary. I don't believe he said it under duress. I don't think he said it under coercion. I think the reality of the fact is, you know, he got less votes than Hillary Clinton did. And um
1: not everybody's happy with the, the why's and the wherefores around that. And that is, I think, is part of why this thing is going to rumble on for a while yet.
0: Yeah, but with, I, we're talking about millions of votes. It's not like it was like one state where it was really close, like. There were millions of people who preferred Hillary Clinton to Bernie Sanders. And and part of this whole Bernie or bust, you know, argument is, you know, marginalizing already marginalized people mm-hmm. because the majority of that support, when you look at it and break it down racially and socioeconomically. ooh, you
1: nice know, one.
0: People of color um, are supporting Hillary Clinton in higher numbers than they're supporting Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. And the face of the Democratic Party right now is such that it's getting browner. It's, that, that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. And the majority of the people that I have seen that are Bernie or bust um, are white, And they have the ability to say, hey, look, this person doesn't believe in everything that I believe in, therefore, you know, I'm going to go somewhere else. And that's really a luxury. And I think that this whole Black Lives Matter, you know, movement that we've seen just kind of puts a giant spotlight on that.
1: In many ways, I think you're correct, but the um, I think it was also interesting on occasions where there was uh, one of Bernie's rallies was interrupted uh, by some protesters, and he surrendered the mic to them for uh, a few minutes, so they got their point across, and then he resumed with his speech and his presentation. He wasn't hostile to their needs; he was mm-hmm. accepting that. You need a minute. Okay, let's do that. Um, One of the things that I thought was fascinating was when that bird interrupted his speech and landed on the platform and then it flew up and landed on the podium in front of him. And it's one of the few moments that I've seen absolutely unadulterated delight in his face because he's that kind of a guy. And I think that's what a lot of people wanted in politics. The there was another point I was going to make, and it's trying to oh so the other uh, point was that I think it would have served the Democratic though the Democrat Party better um, if Clinton and Sanders could have resolved some differences sooner. I agree with that, and then Mm -hmm. come out and presented a joint ticket and said you know what Uh, we still have primaries to go but we see the writing on the wall we see that um hillary is ahead but bernie's support is strong we want to build off that and here is the platform on which we are standing but they
0: they did i mean it wasn't in so blatant a way but but a lot of hillary's a, a lot of the platform points and hillary's policy points have shifted left as Mm -hmm. a result of seeing where the party is and seeing the groundswell of support for bernie and um you know things like her college college tuition plan that was not where it is today, where it's pushing for free mm-hmm. education before Bernie. And I Correct. think without Bernie, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have gone as far left as it did. Um,
1: but the, I think that- a lot
0: of things that she was kind of trying to stay moderate on, he pushed her left. And as the result of that, I feel like it is when you look at the, the policy points that are in her platform, it's a much more progressive policy, you know, uh, package than it was, would have been without him.
1: Right, which is also, um, I mean, it, it, it's good socially that she's moved that way, but it's frustrating to a lot of the Bernie Sanders supporters that she had to be pushed that way by his persistent candidacy. Because
0: Um, she has been in politics long enough to know that the moderate will always do better than the fringe candidates, than the the people that are on the extremes. Because look at the Green Party, look at the Libertarian Party. they are not major players in the country. And why is that? It's because they're on an extreme. It's because they're far left or far right.
1: Which the vast is majority where... of
0: Americans are moderates, the yeah. vast majority of Americans. And if you want to be elected by the majority of Americans, you need to be moderate.
1: Yeah, it's a good point. I remember many years ago in the UK during one of the election cycles there, there was a, a Tory party member came out and said that what they needed to do was to put in quotes clear blue water between the Tory party and the Labour party. And that troubled me because it seemed, as to your point, that it's the middle ground is where the majority of people lie and that's where the truth should lie. Um, From what I've seen in the UK, and this informed a lot of my political upbringing, was being raised under Thatcher and seeing the economy in Liverpool tank as a result, is that a mixed economy works better, particularly in the U.K. environment. Having a nationalized rail infrastructure works much better than the hodgepodge that they've gone back to now, which is nothing short of a disaster, consistently and perniciously. Um, the The National Health Service, the Tory government, is doing absolutely everything in its power to mm-hmm. undermine the service it delivers to the point that they can then say, well, it's obviously not working in public hands. We should privatize it because that works. Uh, I got to tell you, after living in the States for this long, no, it doesn't. If you have health insurance, you may be able to get health care. But if you're without health insurance or if you have health insurance, but nobody in your catchment area takes it, you are screwed. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the great failings of the American system that none of these bastards are willing to point out is that the system can be heavily gamed against you. And insurance companies are happy with that, that they don't mind having people on the books that aren't taking patients because they've got all the names listed that they need. But none of these people are accepting patients, so you can't get on as a patient, so you're not costing the insurance company money because you can't get the health care you need. Grr. I didn't get ranty. I didn't get ranty. Honestly. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So I think I feel like, you know,
1: I, Do I get to take like this As a Bernie
0: yeah. <laughs> As a Bernie supporter who, like I said at the beginning, is now wholly behind Hillary. Um I I understand wanting him as president and wanting his ideas and his agenda to be pushed forward and moved forward. Um and I understand the frustration of, especially these email leaks that are coming out and about the DNC and, uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, uh, clearly, uh, you know, doing everything in her power to make Hillary the nominee. But, you know, I, I feel like I, I cannot in good conscience, you know,
1: vote not, for someone, other.
0: not vote for Bernie just to be right quote unquote
1: you mean not vote for Hillary
0: Uh, I apologize yes I I can't see not voting for Hillary just to be on the side of right and righteousness as I you know spend my day in the Donald Trump labor camp uh, in my Mike Pence uh, approved period hut uh
1: Wearing your Trump-branded uh, orange jumpsuit that is his particular shade of orange. That's right. He blends in. It's like a camouflage. What's really frustrating about those internment camps for all of us that are not part of that party, the gloves are really too small.
0: <laughs> they don't account for people with regular-sized fingers.
1: They do not. They, <laughs> they do not.
0: So, yeah, i that's... It's just my take on this whole Bernie bus movement. And but, like I said, I... I'm not trying to disrespect anybody, and everybody's vote is their own, and you do what you got to do. But. It...
1: But if you vote for Trump, may the Lord have mercy on your soul. Oh yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Objection! I haven't prepared the painting by numbers over last week's audio, dot to dot. Good, uh, that's smart.
0: That's uh, smart.
1: Well, I was hoping to have had an intern help out with it, but
0: uh-huh.
1: uh, they realized our basement location wasn't actually part of. Oh uh, yeah, we can't keep anybody if they meet you first. I, I I know I'm no Roger Ailes, but you know I I try.
0: Well, you're lacking that certain sexy beast quality that he clearly contains.
1: <laughs> yes, and the short skirts that he offers all of them. <laughs> <laughs> that, that aside, aside, um, so, so, so my issue, my obj- my objection, I object! Oh, wait, I, so wait.
0: So since we don't have a paint-by-numbers, now you get to be ranty old man? Yes. Ranty old man Rob. <laughs>
1: Look, you're you're young, beefy snappy. Just because you have your own hair color and teeth doesn't mean to say that the rest of us don't get a say. Hmm?
0: Smells like mothballs in here.
1: That's because I farted. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) So. 2016 we we all know that 2016 has been a rough year uh the we lost uh, i'm i'm still counting this as part of the whole 2016 um debacle we lost Lemmy at the end of 2015 we lost bowie we've lost so many other celebrities that and people that you know culturally will are important to us and there is one more victim i okay so uh, I'm. I'm not actually going to be talking about the Ghostbusters movie because I haven't seen the new one yet. Um,
0: don't I, don't be that don't be that well, guy.
1: My understanding, my understanding, from my friend who has seen it is that the trailer is the worst trailer for a movie he's ever seen, and it completely missells what the film actually is.
0: I've heard so, nothing but great things, and uh, yeah.
1: I, I am willing to go along with that, and at some point I will get round to watching it with an open attitude. Thank you. You're welcome. That said, Swallows and Amazons. Some of us, particularly those that are English and um, had that uh, somewhat of an upbringing. Swallows. Of a certain age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, There's an author, Arthur Ransom, who wrote a series of books that started with Swallows and Amazons, which tell the tales of, uh, well, in this one, the Walker and the Blackett um, children. The Walker children, there's four, Roger, Susan, Titty, sorry, John, Susan, Titty, and Roger. And then there's the Blackett girls, Nancy and Peggy. And they start off um, childlike enmity between them, resolve their differences, find a common enemy, and go off and defeat the uncle on the houseboat it's a great book set in fabulous locations around the lake district so that while some of the places are entirely real the overall totality of the map that he lays out is a combination of places but it works there was a film done of this in 1974 which entirely captured the spirit and the beauty of the stories and there's the joy of actually learning how to sail on a lake. You're in a 12-foot dinghy, clinker-built. It's heavy, it's slow, but it sails well. You learn a lot. All of that's captured by this and the, the making of friends, becoming a friend. All of this is there in the stories. So, 2016, you harlot. Comes along and there's a new version of it coming out. Oh, joy. Because while the the original story didn't seem to be exciting enough because the people doing the new film have missed the point, they've added some additional melodramatic spy drama to it. But the name Titty is apparently too racy, even though... It was the nickname of the girl that inspired that character in Ransom's writings. No, it's got to go. So, in the new one, as I understand it, she's going to be named Tatty. Why bother? I just, I, the the books are great. The original film was perfect. You're not going to improve on it. I, there are others in the series that haven't been filmed. Maybe and, they think.
0: I mean. Titty isn't exactly a common nickname for anybody anymore,
1: uh-huh. so maybe
0: they thought that people would think that they were just using that name to mock somebody, like rather than it be an actual
1: nickname. Mm. Learning and education, read the books, you know. I, yeah, What's I, I a know book? When, it's the things that you have as reference manuals on your desk that you've put underneath your computer monitors
0: oh right the things the, that make it level
1: Yeah, also, when I'm googling right or, okay. um, it, they also use them on the um, the hydraulic press channel where, um, yeah they, they squish they, them yeah they prove that a book is very usey by crushing the book and watching it explode which was uh, a beautiful revelation and I've got a few that they should do but this book is not one of them so in 2016 I say no. I'm done with this year. I was done with this year months ago. But this is this is not so much a nail around the side of the coffin sealing the lid. This is one straight through the heart of the coffin.
0: And that has been Rants with Uncle Rob.
1: Without getting ranty. Without hashtag getting ranty. Hashtag without getting ranty. Because I was made to promise not to get overly ranty so that I wouldn't alienate our listeners. And I've been very good. And now I get a sweetie.
0: You did. You got to get ranty without getting ranty. (laughs) Rants with Uncle Rob. (laughs) Go back to the basement.
1: I've never left it. (laughs) Really? Um So if if you have any other suggestions of things that Uncle Rob should rant about, this might unfortunately become a regular feature. Oh, no. I feel the same way. (laughs) Moving on? Moving on.
0: Hey, everybody, you should totally come check us out on iTunes. Search for us under Radio Podcast with the A as an ampersand. And you can come check out our website, www.radio-podcast.net. We're going to put up all of the links for the other political parties. They'll all be in the show notes for episode 17, so you can come to one convenient place and get all of the links for your own research so you can make an educated vote
1: this november and if you just want the soundcloud page that is soundcloud.com slash radio podcast as one word
0: and you can come check out our twitter account our woefully unactive twitter account at underscore radio podcast
1: you mean you haven't been updating it daily
0: no Uh, and i mean by that that
1: i haven't been checking it either
0: well, you know what? The thing that we do more than the Twitter is our Facebook page. Um, I think we're both on Facebook a lot more, and we're old, and don't twi- twit,
1: twat. We, we, we don't twat like everybody else. <laughs> so is you is that the past tense of twi- Twittering is twattering? Is that right?
0: It's got to be. It's
1: got to be. Uh, vote on a postcard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: or vote via comment on our Facebook page <laughs> and uh, you can find us at um, radio radio r ampersand dio podcast um, and we are there and we're both on Facebook enough that we will get back to you
1: yes you can always reach us there
0: yep uh, email addresses are on our uh, radio dot net you can also get contact information for Mr. Seacord, James Seacord, who does all of our music. You can find our past uh, Pimp Your Shit guests information on the website as well. Um,
1: Everything. It's Everything. All, it's all there. We're all there. We're out there. You can find out all kinds of things. Come and give us an electronic hug.
0: Oh, let us know what you think. And uh, yeah, we will get back to you. We promise.
1: And now, of course, my dear, the words you love to say.
0: Yes, Mr. Secord, will you please play us out?